All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Prospects Corners podcast. In front of me, I have one of our esteemed scouts from what the, the grit region. I I would just say, with me being the national analyst, I would just say all regions. Sorry, guys, the national analyst. I am sorry. I'm underselling my man Ryan James right now. Ryan, go ahead and let the people hear your voice. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are at, um, wherever you're tuning into the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining Alan and I as we talk about basketball, something we love to chat about. Um, we had a great event in Indianapolis, and there's a lot of guys we'd love to uh, introduce people to. Oh, yes, definitely. And the, the stage was amazing, man. We had teams from all over the country come out, uh, California, Minnesota, Florida, all of the big hubs and we have some really good talent out here sadly we can't talk about all of them but we are bringing our top five from each uh our top five from both of us and i'm gonna go ahead and start my guy from hoops for health 610 tyler van gorp uh he had michigan state coach tom Izzo come out and watch his early morning game and at 610, he has a really long arms, rebounds, is really attentive on defense. Like the way he controls the paint on the defensive end is something that's going to bring in mid-major to high-major looks very easily for the center. Uh, he can step out, hit the three, but what really impressed is the way he can pass at six foot ten. I saw him hit like cross-court doms, and it was he's really using his height well, just getting it over the defenses. Uh, his ability to block shots, rebound, all there. He's going to be one of our guys who I think is going to have a major stock rise over this summer. Yeah, and he's from Hoops for Health, if I remember correctly, from Illinois. Yes. Nice long prospect, for sure. All right. And, uh, Ryan, who you got? Oh, definitely. You know, if we're going to – I'm going to start with the Iowa Barnstormers, Dallas Bear. Um, Dallas – is a guy that brought some of those high major schools to the, the stage, including Marquette, Iowa, and Nebraska. Dallas is a 6'8", 6'9". I would call him the stretch four. I wouldn't limit him to a stretch four. Um, Dallas is one of the like, – the Iowa Barnstormers run fantastic stuff. And Dallas does a wonderful job of moving within that offense. So he's the type of guy that even on days where his shot is up, even on days where maybe he's his – He's not scoring out of his post move, or he's not scoring out of his face-up, or he's not scoring at the arc. He's still going to get you points because he's an active player within the offense, which is going to get you a couple layups, which is going to get you a putback, which is going to get you to the foul line. So that's a key thing that people look at because, you know, when you're amassing point totals, when you're amassing high percentages, it's not just how you catch and hit. It's not how you, you know, how you create and hit. It's also about how you move and get easy baskets as well. And Dallas does a great job of that. I was really impressed with the way he shot the ball at the arc. Um, it looks like he was a 34% three-point shooter this winter. Um, but he also, sh but this, he shot even better than that this, uh, uh, this, this past weekend at the stage. And he also scored actively. So I was really impressed with the way he played. Yeah, Dallas Bear was one of, definitely one of those guys that everybody was talking about after the event. Um, let's go ahead and talk about another guy that really opened up a lot of guys who's a two-sport athlete, top 50 in the country uh, in football and soon to be a four-star prospect, in my opinion, out of the 2024 class in Trey Dez Green. Uh, 
the six seven four playing for the LA Broncos twenty twenty four team. He's just a monster athlete. He got above the rim so easily. All of his thunk dunks were thunderous. He's a good rebounder. He plays hard. He runs the floor. And one of the more underrated parts of his games is his touch around the rim. Like, he's a really solid shooter, like free throw line down. In the game that I watched, he got to the line 12 times, hit 11 free throws. Uh, and outside of that, he's, he's just one of those overwhelming athletes who already has the body because of his football background that he's ready to compete at a high level now. Like, he's, he's one of those 2024 prospects that I'm like, you should be playing with your 2023s, but I don't think the LA Broncos had a 2023 team at the stage. But I think I think he would have been he would have fit in just fine. Well, the thing about him is he's also in. I mean, he's a top 50 football prospect in the country, like country for his class. I mean, he's the number two tight end prospect in the entire. College, you know, college football ranking system, like we, LSU and Texas A&M and Houston and Purdue have offered that young man. And you can see it. I mean, they called him Baby Zion for a reason out there, and he looked like it, but I guess he's even more amazing, you know, catching touchdown passes and, and just thundering up the football field, too. But when you have that size, like, usually when we have, like, taller football players that also play uh, basketball, I'm like, which one are you really going to pick? Because I, I know as a bigger dude, they're going for your legs. I, and, like, basketball is just going to be so much easier for you. Like, You might be right, but if you're the number two tight end in the country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of those colleges are giving him offers to play both ways, and I, I really hope he takes that because the future is bright either way it goes. Yes, sir. So I'm I'm gonna take it. We're moving on to my guy, my next guy. I would say, right? Well, I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna head west. I'm gonna go towards Colorado. Um, Caden Betts is one of the top prospects. He's a nationally top 100 ranked prospect in the country. Um, he's visiting Nebraska this weekend. He'll visit Minnesota next month when they're up for the uh, Battle at the Lakes event in Minnesota. Um, he's off to a tremendous start in two weekends playing in prep hoops events. He's a Caden. The reason people really like Caden is just his approach. Um, he's a high character, high, hardworking, high level guy that's coachable, and that's why people love him. He's a relentless rebounder. He has a good face up game. He had four threes in one game he played, has a good face up touch, but he's also good with his back to the basket. But again, the biggest thing, relentless worker. Has good footwork, and he, he's solid laterally, so he's going to be able to defend the ball screen. So he might be able to play some four and some five because he can guard some, he should be able to guard some fours at the next level. Aiden Betts, type of guy that I think is going to have a massive summer and blow up. And he's led his, his Pluto Prospects team, I think, a seven and one record so far in two events this year. Pretty impressive. And I, you know what? I cannot go without saying his team, but talk about his teammate real quick. Marzouk Abdur. Yeah, Razik. He, uh, he's picked up offers from Montana, Radford, and North Dakota just since the ad event. 6'6", uh, great dribble of separation, great handles for a guy who's really big and strong. And going to the basket, always on balance on that finish. He, go, he, he has the strength and body control and coordination to finish at the cup consistently. So I just wanted to throw him in there, too, because he deserves it. Yeah, man, the, the front court 
the front line of Pluto's is very dangerous. Like, just walking past the court, you can, like, their size pops off, and those two playing off each other is just really incredible. Like, Beth is averaging, like, almost a 20-point double-double for in our prep group events, and then Marzouk is giving you, like, 15-6, and 15-8. and eight. Like, it's, it's going to be tough to stop them, like, wherever they go. Yes, it will be. And I think they're, you know, in four or five events with Prep Hoops this year. They're going to be playing in other top events as well. Definitely one of the best. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll put Pluto Prospects 17 and under against any team in Colorado this year. I don't care if they're shooting oh, or yeah. not. Easy. Uh, so our next guy up for me is going to be the Alabama Celtics uh, 2025 prospect Javon Alexander. Uh, I really got to watch him in the game against Team Iso Joe, which is probably like a top five, top ten 2025 program on our circuit. And just the way he controls the game is like special for a kid that young, that fast, and he's under control. I want to say he was like the, their primary ball handler, like touching just about every single possession. I don't think he sat out. And he only finished the game with a turnover. So, and he had, like, seven assists. Like, he is a pure maestro. He can create his own shot. He can shoot from deep, uh, off the dribble. But it's the way he really penetrates uh, the paint and can collapse defenses that makes him one of the standouts, especially in a talented 2025 class. I could really see him uh, being one of the top point guards in the region. Like, Florida's pretty... Uh, pretty heavy on point guards right now, but I would easily put him up against some of our better guys. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the Alabama Celtics do, especially at 2025 club, over like the next couple months, because they have a lot of potential. Between him and Jeremiah Fears, who played up um, two levels, that Tom Izzo, his brother Jeremy Fears is committed to Michigan State. Tom Izzo was watching Jeremiah at that event with Hoops for Health. Um, between those two, those are two really talented, I guess we'd call them freshmen, um, that played in that event. So it's, I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought him up to lead me to Jeremiah as well. Um, for my next guy is Max Schickenjansky of the Minnesota Fury. Um, Max Schickenjansky, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to make a statement. I don't know that you can find a better passer anywhere than Max Schickenjansky. I mean, Max has always been a scorer. I mean, he's been averaging 30 or close to 30 points for his high school for a couple of years already. But what we've really seen the last two years is the way he passes the basketball is at an elite level, like elite, elite, elite level. And, like, he has a jumper that looks a little different, but it's money. And it comes, it comes off his hand quick. He's in the 40% club, 40% three-point shooters. Um, he's in the 40% club, and his teams always win, plays great team basketball, I think, Matt, like, people are going to look at Max and be like, ah, oh, he's just 6'1", and he's not super big, and they might get scared off just by height, just by not being the biggest guy ever, but then again, he is a quarterback who's being recruited by, like, you know, Big Ten, so I think Max Schickenjansky is the type of guy that, like, people at first may not take, but then he's going to probably come back around in the future um, through a transfer portal type thing or just stay wherever he goes and just rock people out. Because Max Schickenjansky is that good. His, he, this weekend, his team only lost one game, I believe. And Max was leading the ball movement. Uh, he led with being their top scorer. And 
you know, he's uh, he's a point guard. He is a point guard. We all know he can shoot and score, but he is a point guard because he's one of the best passers you'll see. That's perfect, man. I I really love the two sport athlete love that we've given out on this podcast so yeah. far, man. And it's like high level guys too that can really hoop. Without a doubt, two sport athletes. Some are even three sport athletes. <sighs> All right, so let's move on to our next guy, and that's going to be Jonathan McConan of Minnesota Heat 16s. Uh, he's already 6'6", in just, like, the versatility and switchability that he brings to the game is kind of ridiculous. Uh, he can easily guard two through four. In the games I've watched, he, he pretty much plays, like, two different styles. One where he fits into the offense, where he's not really taking uh, taking advantage of things, but he still fills the role. Like he can hit, he can hit spot up shots. He's going to grab rebounds. He can make defensive plays. And in the other game, he was in takeover mode. Like he was really a driving force in that comeback win for Minnesota Heat. He was taking the ball from everybody. If there was an open pass in lane, a couple of seconds later, he'd be there to close it out. He was rebounding ridiculous ways. And then when he decided to take over the offense and really score. Um, he could easily finish in the paint at six foot six against guys who are like six eight, six nine. He also has a little bit of a pull up game, but just the overall versatility that he's bringing with his athletic and athletic gifts and tools, McCone is definitely going to be another one of those twenty twenty four prospects that um, over the next year or so is is going to get more love. Oh, for sure, and like he's a top twenty prospect in Minnesota, um, even though. He plays at a high school that is always top ten in the state, sometimes top five. They get the state re- tournament regularly. They churn out scholarship talent. Like, for example, and I'm setting this up, um, for example, they had a player named Henry Shannon last year who, be- who was a top ten finalist for Mr. Basketball. Then I'm talking 2021. The year before, he played JV basketball. That's what. That's the type. Then he's, he's a D1, he's a D2 scholarship kid at UMD up here and was being looked at D1. That's how talented his school, Jonathan's school is. So Jonathan played JV this year because the guys in front of him were, you know, Jamal Ambrose, who has D1 offers, Kenji Scales, going to, who, had, who had scholarship offers. It's a full slate of talent like that, but don't let that fool you. Like, Jonathan has a chance to be the next scholarship guy that, come, that moves through there. I mean, the Adams brothers, Miles and Mario, that play for Minnesota Select 17s up here, they are on that team as well. Um, Miles played JV with Jonathan, and Mario was um, came off the bench. That's how talented um, that school is. So Jonathan, great name, definitely a guy to watch for the future because he is a future scholarship level player. Yeah, imagine walking into the gym for a JV game if the six six kid comes in and he's not like playing center, like he's on the wing with you. Like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a rough day. Yep, definitely. And that's that. That team is full of guys like that. Um, and by the way. They have Eastview High School has one of the most active Twitters you'll ever see for a high school team. So she, they'll pick this up and it'll be something they talk about. I guarantee it. Okay, um, <laughs> okay so my next player, the next person I'd love, I'm looking forward to talking about is Arizona Select, Jason Parent. When I, Jason's a 2022. He's had D1 offers. Um, he's a Division One basketball player. When I watched them play the first game this week, this past weekend, 
I saw a skilled, hardworking, 6'4", 210 Captain America looking dude who <laughs> produced. And I was like, wow, I mean, how's nobody, he's still out here? Like, no one's picking up on this, this guy? Because, I mean, athletically, he has what you need as a defender. He has the strength. He has the athletic ability. Laterally, he was skilled. His understanding of the game is really strong. First team All-State player in Arizona. And then... I came to the next game and was watching him warm up, and he went Isaiah Ryder between his legs, Zach Levine between his legs, as effortless as I've ever seen. And I thought to myself, wow, like, I thought he was skilled. I thought he was strong. I thought he was athletic. And, oh, by the way, he has some bounce as well. So Jason Parent is my next one. But I also need to mention his teammate Garrison Phelps. I'll tell you what. Garrison's a 6'6 wing. This guy is as athletic and as team-focused as any guy you ever see. He's the type of player that will be get you 14, 16 points and not need double-figure double shot attempts ever. So, like Jason Parent, Garrison Phelps, 2022s, need a look from people out there at the low major West Coast level, mid-major West Coast level, because they can go. They're physically ready. They're athletically ready. They're both first-team All-State players. Get a look, everybody. Yeah, ASAP. All right, so... Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, I spent a lot of time with the 16s uh, this weekend. So another one of our guys is going to be Juan Croft Cranford Jr. out of Midwest Basketball Club. And he's just a bully of a guard. I want to say he's about 6'2", maybe 200 or so pounds. And when I talk to the Ball for Life guys after the game, all they can say is, man, he's strong. Like, there's nothing we, we could really do. When he decides to, like, put his shoulder down, there was nothing a defender could do. Like, I think even at some point they decided to kind of, like, double-team him on drops, and he was still shedding them. And he shoots, like, really well from the three-point line. He went, like, four of six, and all of them was off, like, self-creation where he was just pulling up from deep. Uh, at one point he was shooting from, like, the volleyball line. And these weren't, like, heat-check shots. They were, like, in the flow of the offense. It made a lot of sense. And he's just a really incredible talent outside of Ohio. That entire Midwest basketball club is full of, like, really talented, scrappy dudes that just know how to play. Um, and they, weirdly, they do not get a lot of practice time with each other. They're all, they're all from different parts of Ohio, but they meld so well together. Like, um their point guard, Willie, is just a speed demon, so he, like, finds ways to get everybody the ball and create on the break. But it, it's Cranford Jr. who, every time you watch him play, it's like, okay, he's the alpha in this situation. And the way he plays, it, it just it produces. Yes, sir. And then my final player would be, oh, I got to go to Cho Chosen Few, Elijah Dem from – we got to set this young man up. Like, this is the top 100 player in the country. Um, he's a sophomore. He was the Las Vegas – now, let this sit in your head for a second. The Las Vegas player of the year with all the talents in Las Vegas as a sophomore. Um, most of his team that he was playing with this weekend were our sophomores. They are playing up a bit, and they still won two games this weekend, including beating the Fury. Elijah has maybe some of the best – dribble separation, finishing abilities, I, I've ever seen for a player that young. His ability to make shots in small windows after he separates, even if you have a good defender in a good spot, 
he gets into his lift comfortably and makes a high percentage shots. It's actually, it's almost like art. It's like enjoying watching an artist, watching that young man dribble, separate, and score. Between the games I saw this year and the games that I went out and watched in Las Vegas last winter and seeing the highlights, I think this is going to be one of the best players on the West Coast in the next two years. Elijah Dem from Chosen Few. Like, it's just, there's, he's a point guard, and he can obviously play and distribute that well. His assist, he was like averaging seven, eight assists this weekend, by the also. But he was also scoring in the mid, like, in the 20s, mid-20s, because, again, his dribbles, dribble separation and ability to hit once he creates that window is outstanding. And I can't sit here and tell you the ways that he goes to for dribble separate, because it would, it would be like, like, there's so many ways. Like, his feel for creating space is immaculate. Um, so, and I think, you know, we're going to see some Pac-12 stuff fly into him sometime soon. I mean, I know that they're recruiting with Transfer Portal and guys, teams looking to recruit later than they us- usually might take a, a second. But I, if they shouldn't wait too long, because this kid is talented. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, to close this out, we're going to just do a quick rapid fire. Um so if you want to highlight a few honorable mentions or just some teams overall, go ahead and let us hear. Oh, I enjoyed the DMV Stags. Brought in, like, Aiden Harris, Chance Berry, that crew. Like, so much energy, so much life, colorful group. It was fun to watch them play. Matthew Bethune from Minnesota Theory really liked the way he played. Um, Matthew is a stretch four. I thought he had a great weekend. Minnesota Select had a great weekend, led by Lincoln Palbicki, Isaiah Hagen from Orno, who I think is becoming a D1 player. Um, Lincoln Melmoth from Wisconsin, he had like nine threes in one game. North Dakota Phenom came down there a lot and had three guys get Division One offers. Um, they only lost one game. I, I you know, like we, I saw, we saw. Um, Declan Ryan from NB, NABC go against Lincoln Palbicki. Uh, he's he's a New York upstate kid who had who played really well for for that team. There's just so many there's just so many players out there that you know I, can't, I don't have them all in front of me, but like that's probably my rapid fire group. Yeah, no man, very talented group that you were talking about. Uh, some of my honorable mentions are going to be Anquan Bolden. Super athletic, yeah. do whatever he wants on the floor. When he gets downhill, it's just tell your big man to move out the way. Like taking charges is fine and dandy, but when you got a foot on your chest or your face, that's a pride thing at that point. Uh, FIFA Elite was really talented. Their 17s has a uh, core and roll bottom who's a top five 2024 playing up. Uh, and then they have guys like Reese. I'm, I'm I'm butchering your last name, man. I really apologize. Uh, Janandre. Sorry, man. <laughs> they don't come with pronunciations in these rosters, so it can be tough. We can't memorize all the names if they're okay. tough to say. Yeah, uh, 2023, really talented shooter. Like, comes off screens. Uh, every time he has, like, a sliver of daylight, he can get that ball off with that quick release. Uh, Jacoby Dykes. 6'6", six, six, really athletic, really long, uh, can guard multiple positions, really patient decision maker. Uh, he's another one of those guys that's going under the radar in Louisiana, but that is going to change over the next few months. And then Ronnell Harold, uh, really athletic 6'7", guy who was defending Tyler uh, Tyler Van Gorp 
and because of his bounce and length, he was pretty much negating all of the size he was giving up. And that's just that's just like a footnote. There's so many talented teams like Canada. Canada Elite Six teams have some really talented big men. They're like six seven, six eight. That front court is pretty nice. Um, Ball for Life's fifteens has a really good trio of guys that are going to be fun to monitor out of out of Florida. Uh, their point guard Xavier Charles super quick. Uh, Jamar Browder, he's their big man. He's probably about like six six, runs the floor, good dive. And then uh, Coden Brown, that's their shooter and playmaker. Like kid gets it done. Then of course Mexico D one. I got to talk about Dominic Martinez. The 2025 just knows how to play. Like, he can fill it up from all three levels real tough. And, like, no expression whatsoever. He just, he's like, I'm just going to give you these buckets, and there's not much you can do to stop me. And uh, then Adam Montoya, he's uh, 2023, and I think he's just going to be one of those late bloomer prospects. He's probably about, like, 6'1", 6'2", but when you watch him on the court and see how he moves, um, it's, it's like very skilled. Like he's not wasting a lot of movement. He knows where, how to get to his spots. The jump shot looks good. Nice. The size ups are good. Um, he's just, he, he doesn't, he's not going to pass the eye test though. But once you throw that ball up in the air, he's one of them. You know, I'm glad you said D1 New Mexico. They have a big guy named Damian Ely, six <clears throat> nine guy. I really liked watching him play. I liked how he moved off the ball screen, like how he posted up and Anquan Bolden back to him. This is the second Anquan Bolden, of course. His father played for the Ravens, the Cardinals, um, for the Lions, and I'm missing one. But, oh, 49ers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, but, like, Anquan Bolden's Twitter, he was, like, talking about it on his own Twitter, the father talking about his son dunking on everybody. It was kind of some hilarious tweets that he had about, about his son in the way he was. Like, he had 32 points in the game I watched and never took a shot outside the paint. And when I mean, and I don't mean he floated. There was no shots at the oval either. I mean, it was, like, it was like the uh, the circle, the uh, um, the charge circle area was where he was attempting everything, and it was a highlight reel. Yeah, and he's he's doing it against dudes that are like six eight, six nine. Like if if you like have legitimate size, I really hope you have to bounce or length to to do something with Bolden. Yes, sir. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and special thanks to Ryan James for coming in, talking to us about his top five prospects and a few honorable mentions. Guys, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button as we do more of these. Uh, we have another live period coming up in Kansas City. Hopefully our guy Scott can join us for that one. I know he's feeling a little under weather, and so is Jay. So we're going to have more content and more esteemed uh, analysts to come on in the next few weeks. And just thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, go ahead. All the illnesses. They're all ill. They're all ill. What's all the illnesses? I know Scotty was a little under the weather at the event. I do remember that. Yeah, man. It, it has me a little nervous, man, to be completely honest with you. But, you know, elite immune system over here. So uh, yeah. I think I'll Thanks be having me. Yeah, no problem, man. And, uh, Go ahead and hit our Patreon as well so you can see all of this grow over the next few months. Thank you, guys.